What's up, fellow fishermen? This is episode 43 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined by Matt Deitch, as always. And we've got some weather coming in. Yeah, you know, all you guys that love the ice fishing stuff, we're starting to get some of that ice fishing feel weather, but it's still going to be a while before we have ice. Yeah, well, at least it's going to cool down the water. Hopefully, uh, you know, come November, early December, then we can start to actually get some freezing temperatures i'm pumped i'm I'm jacked up for this ice fishing everyone you know uh was talking about the chances of snow today and and for those of you guys listening you'll be possibly listening next week but we are recording this on october 10 um and yeah we uh, there's definitely places across south dakota i saw rapid city got like five inches as of this morning and, and i heard it was still snowing out there and yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 kind of pumped up to get the weather. I kind of wish a little bit of snow would come in right now. Yeah. yeah well, one thing about it, we can get snow right now, and it's gonna melt. It's gonna yeah, it's gonna melt and everything like that. Uh, I don't know. Just having it this early, sometimes there's other factors that come into play as far as having that snow this early. You know, for the farmers and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, trying to get their field work done and all that. That's true. We do need some fields to come out because goose hunting is getting slim. There's <laughs> a, there's only like five fields out around around our town here, and well, and there's there's nothing worse than having to shovel snow and leaves off your yard either. So, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> all well, the yard work. I'm lucky. I I don't have, you any, don't trees. have any trees. I don't so. have any trees. I don't. Well, I've got plenty of leaves. If you want me to bring some over and spread them out, so you can get the feel of it. Yeah, I'm gonna blow them. Uh, I got a leaf blower, a gas leaf blower. I'll blow them over on Troy yard <laughs> or you we're supposed to have a strong north wind this weekend so yeah, it, it'll Jer- go right over jeremy k jeremy k we had to mention him and there he goes <laughs> so now that we actually got him mentioned for the episode we can uh go on to uh met talk fishing. <laughs> we met our quota yep no we got uh got a cool episode again today like every every week um this week marcus Quam real therapy guide service up and, in webster south dakota and if you're thinking golly i think i know that name well if you've ever watched in-depth outdoors marcus is on in-depth outdoors he does a lot of the you know yeah he's like been on a few of the shows there with james holst and up there when they are northeast and northeastern south dakota yep yep so yeah so we're, it's gonna be fun to hear about catching some big some of them big perch we talk about them all the time but it's it's always fun talking to somebody that guides for those big things and is on them consistently like he is right yeah he's not just doing it once or twice a year he, no. he he's doing it yeah so yeah we will get over to him and here we are with marcus qualm from real therapy guide service and you may recognize him from the in-depth outdoors tv show marcus how's it going good how about you boys oh not too bad tonight now we've got a couple questions that we're going to fire at you right off the bat that are totally not fishing related but uh uh, just to kind of break the ice here uh first off marcus what's your favorite flavor of ice cream oh man (laughs) uh don't say you don't like ice cream (laughs) (laughs) i love ice cream but i've i've actually been on the keto diet for about five months here so uh any of them right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i can believe that i uh i'm getting visions of a s'mores uh some kind of blizzard thing that they make at the purple cow in Wabe right now i, ap- right. I apologize for bringing it up that, that, <laughs> that was wrong of me <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I'm way past that right now <laughs> no. all right well. all right well okay here's another one for you uh what was your favorite uh favorite song from high school favorite song from high school Oh man, I I honestly don't know. I listen to a lot of everything and different types of music. What, I what, can't just pick one. If we got in your pickup right now, 
What what kind of music you listening to? Oh, uh, country. Nice. nice. Right yep. on. Well, with the high school question, uh, speaking of high school, where did you grow up and, and how did you get into fishing, Marcus? So I was born in Sioux Falls. I graduated from Del Rapids. Um, uh, I've been fishing for ever since I could walk. I got My dad's got pictures of me from uh, Lake Thompson in 1990. After that, it flooded with my first walleye. So he got me into fishing. And uh, they moved out in the country probably when I was about 12 years old. And uh, he kind of had his little hobby farm acreage there. So he helped me get a boat when I was 15. I read, and, uh, I read that kinda, on the internet, that you got your he, first boat at 15. Yeah, he kind of turned me loose. And uh, he's a particular guy, so I had to get my own stuff. Uh, I couldn't use his trucker boat, so <laughs> he let me get mine and turned me loose. And kind of grew from there now what was it was it walleye that that really sp- struck the interest or um so when i was 16 i think i could get in the bass club then and uh, i worked for a manager at burger king that was part of uh, a bass club there in south dakota so i got to go as a non-boater for a couple of years so really when i started fishing a lot it was kind of bass and walleye um but I grew to love walleye more from bass fishing um, Horseshoe Lake up here in northeast South Dakota when I realized that I could cast for walleyes just like I could for bass. Right, yeah, those things, well, that's the fun thing about fishing in South Dakota for the walleyes is it is very similar to bass fishing. Yes. So, So like, how did you, like, decide that you were going to get into the guiding part of it all? Oh. Uh, that kind of came about because I always joked around school that I was going to make my living fishing. I wanted to fish tournaments. Um, but when I realized that uh, breaking into that scene's tough and uh, I needed probably more money to do that than what I needed to start guiding. So uh, taking people guiding was the next, next best, best option for me. Uh, it seemed like no matter what, my phone would ring a hundred times a week for buddies wanting me to take a fish in that next week. And I was like, I should just get paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been doing it? Uh, I want to say it's knocking on seven or eight years now. Seven for sure. This might, might be coming into eight. Um, full time for four years, but probably seven years part time and all together. All right, now your uh, guide service, Real Therapy Guide Service, uh, where are you located at? I am right out of Webster, South Dakota. And and uh, what what lakes are up there around Webster? Uh, so our main lakes would be Bitter and Wa Bay. Um, but we got, you know, a couple dozen of them within 10, 15 miles of town. Uh, you know, you got Lynn, Reeds, Horseshoe, um, we, we got a bunch of them. I mean, there's there's lakes up here that I still haven't fished after living here for four years. <laughs> yeah, there there is a lot more up there than what people realize. There is. I mean, it's, it's very it, – it can be really good and it can be really bad. Uh, when you're struggling on one lake, you can opt to a bunch of other ones, but then you're like, all right, where do I go from here? Right. Gonna, do I drive by five of them to get to this one or do I just hop to the next one? 
Now, now I've watched you on YouTube, and and obviously, you know, yellow perch where up where you're at, uh, the walleye, smallmouth bass, northern pike. Uh, if if I was to book a trip with Real Therapy Guide Service, you pretty much cover everything, correct? I do. I mean, I got some guys that come up here just for smallmouth bass trips, and then I got guys that obviously just want to catch walleyes. I try to kind of cater to everybody, but in that same sense, you'll have to kind of fluctuate your schedule depending on the time of year also. Um, you know, if you want to go perch fishing, your best option's the winter. Uh, if you want to go smallmouth fishing, I think May's the best month. Right. Now, what what techniques uh, do you mostly implement? I mean, I know you personally like to cast for walleyes. Uh, is that is that predominantly what you do on a guide trip, or or do you do a lot of trolling? Uh, what do you do? I do a little bit of everything. My favorites are casting, but I do pull a ton of lead core. Um, I cover water fast. I I can you know. It's easier some days. The casting can be tough. I mean, this last couple of weeks or this last weekend, I mean, we had wind 20, 30 mile an hour with 40 mile an hour gusts. So yeah. a lot of times it's a lot better just to put that rod in the rod holder and let it do its work. So I would say casting is probably my number one, but trolling would be a number two. I, I, I love trolling too. I do a ton of it. All right. Now, what about like as far as, ice fishing goes um a lot of moving around on the ice uh obviously to find the perch yeah so i get the snow bear for uh ice fishing trips now so i have uh two to three guys with me all the time constantly moving um it's it's not punch 500 holes a day or 100 holes a day kind of deal but um you know with the perch i found uh if we can try to stay in the area where they're at a lot of times they're going to circle back through and come come under your hole again now if, if you personally go out and you're not on a guide trip do you like using the snow bear just as much or would you rather just go around and and hole hop and and sit outside of a shack do you like being in a portable shack uh it all depends on the temperature anymore <laughs> yeah um I never thought I'd own a snow bear. I kind of thought they were silly and overpriced, and I'm a hardcore fisherman. But honestly, everything that's bad about ice fishing, that took <laughs> care of that. So I uh, I spent 16 days in it last year on uh, Lake Winnipeg in March, and I fished out of it pretty much the whole time. Nice. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to go out on one, especially on Winnipeg. I, I don't know. You see them when, when we've been up fishing on Ponset, you see them snow bears flying around, and especially if it's windy and it's cold, it's just like, God dang it, I wonder if they've got room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after fishing out of trucks for so many years and then not being able to drive out, um, that snow bear, that, that thing's awesome. And uh, don't get me wrong, I love being outside and, and watching the views, the sunrise and the sunset, but I'm a lot more efficient in that than I was sitting outside. So how does the the outlook for the ice fishing season look like up there in northeast South Dakota? Is it going to be a good year? I, I don't know if this is going to be a great year. Um, I think we had a good spawn this spring. Um, we've had, I think there's a lot of young fish, but I think... Uh, the effects of this high water are going to be two to three years down the road. 
I think we're going to see a lot of what we saw the last year or two. I don't, uh, I haven't seen anything that makes me think different this summer yet. And I could be wrong. I mean, last year I thought that was going to be a horrible year. I just, I had a feeling that it was going to be tough and it ended up being really good. So I think, I think the guys that are willing to move around to try a bunch of different stuff are going to have success. And that all depends on the snowfall too. But, uh, if you're able to get around, but I think we'll see a big boom here in two or three years, next couple of years. I think it's going to be okay, but a couple of years, it's going to be unbelievable. And as far as the fall fishing, you already said that, you know, the last couple weeks, it's been pretty windy up there and been kind of a tough bite. The bite's been absolutely horrible here. I think this is some of the worst fishing I've ever seen, and it's not that we don't have the fish, but with this high water also come lots of bait. Right. Lots of young of the year fish, and uh, the fish we're catching, I, they're they are full. I mean, they're huge. They're, they've ate way more ice cream than I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think yesterday, was it? I cleaned one of them that was uh, 19 and a half inches and it had six, like, three-inch perch or seven three-inch perch in its belly, and it oh, still wow. hit a crank. <laughs> so they're, they're gorging themselves, and I think that, that has a lot to do with what, you know, I don't know if guys have been hearing about the fishing being tough up here or not, but it hasn't been the easiest bite that I've seen in the September. Huh. Now, Marcus, you're also uh, you're on In-Depth Outdoors uh, TV. Um, how, how did that come about? Um, so Andy Fioka and I kind of grew up hanging out together in Sioux Falls. We've probably been friends for close to 20 years and he was doing some of the filming with James and he lived in Aberdeen. And, uh, after he decided to move back to Idaho, he gave James my number and said, if you need anybody here, give me a call. And I, uh, I was sitting on the ice a couple of years ago and this Minnesota number rings in, which I think is probably somebody looking to big book a trip, and here it is, James Holst. Nice. <laughs> you want to do some filming with me, he says? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Twist <course>. my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this again? <laughs> now, now, what's the pressure like being out there with a camera in your face? You know, I mean, is it is it a lot of pressure knowing that you got to produce, you know, even on tough bite days, or, you know, how, how does that work? So the camera shuts the fish down every time, Uh, no matter what you had going. Yeah, forget about it. We're going to do something different today. Uh, No, it's not too bad. As long as the fishing's going all right, um, the hardest part for me is to stay upbeat and joyful when it is tough because I I don't like tough fishing. I like catching. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's probably my biggest downfall is trying to stay enthusiastic throughout the day when the fishing's getting tough but it's part of it too i mean those uh and it's hard your timing's so hard getting everything done in eight hours or six hours or ten hours whatever you whatever you have and i don't know how james and those guys do it running around doing shows week after week after week you know none of them are i should say none of them but very few of them are pre-recorded at all i might they might have a couple sitting in the can for when they do have a tough week or whatever right but those guys put on the miles and and uh, i never really appreciated that until i actually did some filming with them yeah so what what uh, has been your most memorable show that you've been on or been a part of with in-depth outdoors 
Um, so I wasn't on the show, but two winters ago, they went to Montana lake trout fishing, and I got to tag along behind the camera. And I've never ice fished for lake trout before. I've only ever caught them one other time on a fly-in trip. And the bite was so good. It was unbelievable. I think the first day we fished for six, seven hours, it wasn't even a full day. And those guys had way more than what they needed for a show. And I think I caught 14 by myself sitting (laughs) behind the camera on the outside holes. Nice. That was... That was cool, but um, I don't know. The first time, no, it was the second time James came over. Um, we did a smallmouth show, and I caught the biggest smallie I've ever caught. I'm pretty sure. We didn't have a scale or a ruler in the boat, so I can't throw out any numbers or anything, but that uh, that was pretty cool, too. I'm pretty sure I just watched that show literally <laughs> 45 minutes ago. <laughs> But no, so now with being on a show like that, uh, you know, when you go rolling into shields or, you know, when you're out to eat, how often do you have it that people, you know, kind of look at you? I mean, let's be honest with your beard. You're a pretty recognizable person, <laughs> you know, I mean, how, how often do you get that? Um, every other time, maybe. Really? Yeah, I, I do. Well. I don't go anywhere except for Webster and Shields and Sioux Falls, so <laughs> it's always fishermen around fishermen. So right, but we, we, I'd say I get recognized quite often. When we last year, uh, I met you for the first time at the Shields Ice Expo, and uh, there was a guy here in town. Him and his son were were walking by, and and I saw him coming, and you and Matt were kind of talking. I was just kind of hanging back, and all of a sudden, Dave cocked his head over, and he's like. I was just watching that guy on TV last <laughs> night, and, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. I mean, that guy's going to get a kick out of it, but I'm I'm just a normal guy that gets to fish every day, Right. just about every day. I mean, I didn't start out thinking I was going to be on TV or whatever. I just wanted to make my living being able to fish. That's kind of so uh, it's It's pretty humbling, really. What's it? What's it like watching yourself on TV? Uh, I think I'm kind of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody does. Uh, everyone, think, yeah, no or listens what. to themselves. Right. I don't think my voice sounds like that when I'm saying it, but when I hear it, it's different. So, no, yep, that's uh, that's kind of weird. But uh, some of the shows are fun to go look back on, and and other ones you're like, man, that was a struggle. That day was horrible, but it looks good, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> We, we got it done. Now, have you ever fished internationally? I mean, have you ever saltwater fished, or are you mostly uh, just kind of up here in the upper Midwest? Mostly uh, Midwest. I've never seen the ocean, um, so I have not got to fish it. Um, yeah, I go to Canada quite quite often, but other than that, it's here in the Midwest. Huh. Right I, I try to go to Canada, I'd say, at least two to five times a year really it, mostly on them flying trips no i've only ever done one of those i always try to go to winnipeg um the last couple of years i've done nipagon in june and i see where else i'm gonna try to do tobin this month 
Uh, yeah, I mean, whenever I get a free time or a free week or five day period, I try to go somewhere and fish. So, do you have like a fishing bucket list that places that you'd like to go? Tobin, that's oh, one. Yeah. Um, I want to do Last Mountain. I don't. I I have a couple. I just have a goal to catch a walleye over 15 or 16 pounds. Like I have a 15 pound benchmark. Well, so I really like, want to get that done. It sounds like, you know, the guy that could put you on him right now. It sounds like Andy is ca- catches some big ones out there in Idaho. They do. Their timing is just horrible for mine. Oh so yeah. The best time is February. And that's kind of yeah. when I'm busy too. And I really don't want to pull my boat through mountain passes in february (laughs) (laughs) i don't blame you at all that's uh yeah i've been trying to figure out how to make that trip work the last couple of years but i don't know if i'll i don't know when that'll happen it'll happen sometime but i just don't know if it'll be in the near future i think i'll have to stick with trying to do a tobin or last mountain in the fall um i do erie or i've gone to erie the last couple of years and Last week of March, first week of April, I, I kind of get around. I've been to Skakawea a couple times this year. Right on. Yeah. What's What's the craziest thing you've ever had happen in, in the boat or in your snow bear on a guide trip? On a guide trip, the craziest thing. Um, I've seen quite a few cell phones go down a hole. <laughs> That's not that uncommon. Um. <laughs> Let's see. And then do they I, look at you and, and kind of give you that look like, what are you going to do? <laughs> are you going to get that out for me? <laughs> well, last year I had one guy drop his three times, and it missed the hole the first two times and kind of skidded under the snow bear and, you know, passed the hole, which the guy was able to reach under and grab it. The third time it straddled a six-inch hole and just kind of went right across it. It's like, yeah, you better put that away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take the pictures. You <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of something crazy. I, uh, I've had a lot of, a lot of fun moments of different things. Uh, picking out anything crazy. I, I have seen one guy, uh, go out of the boat. Um, I've had to pull hooks out of people. I've had to pull a lot of hooks out of me, one out of the back of my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> every day's different. Right. You you got to tell us the story of how a hook gets in the back of your head. There, there's got to be a story to that. <laughs> well, it was one of those windy days where it's blowing 30, 35 miles an hour, and we were pitching uh, a line with countdowns, and the guy, he was, he was quite a bit bigger than me cock back and uh let her have it Ooh. and the rod snapped he didn't know what happened and i took a knee oh, <laughs> i was like why are you hitting me until i realized i had a uh i think a number seven countdown there was two trebles buried all the way to where they met in the back of my head oh and uh luckily it was so windy i wasn't wearing a hat because <laughs> it kept blowing off but uh so we were able to do the fishing line trick and get that out 
Uh, no way. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Scott would let me uh, grab some fishing line and yank a hook out of the back of his head or anything. Not a chance. It, it feels way better when it comes out than when it's sitting in there. No, oh, I bet. I I don't know. I think I would cut the line and that that trip would be done. And <laughs> I I don't know. They I think they'd have to put me under. <laughs> uh, it wasn't too bad. But, yeah, it seems like it goes in streaks. Uh, one week I went uh, for three weeks straight. I had a hook or two in my hand for those three weeks. I don't know what it was. It was just no matter what I did, I put a grabbing a fish or uh, putting a different lure on, setting a rod down. I got a hook in my hand. It was like, man, this, this is a bad day. It's like Friday, and I got another hook in my hand. <laughs> I don't know if I'm like just not a real fisherman or what, but I'm, I mean, I've never had a hook in my finger or in, I've, I've never hooked myself ever. Really? I don't know. Have you? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, my hands hurt all the time after you get done with a fishing trip. I can't imagine what it'd be like for you as like a guide. I mean, handling not only the fish, but yeah, changing out lures and stuff like that. They're always seem to be poking you. Uh, people kind of make fun of me sometimes when I wear gloves at the cleaning station, but I'm like, I, yeah, I do this like five days a week. I got like 60 perch to clean there. Um, <laughs> their gills are kind of sharp. I'm, I'll take the gloves. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, if somebody wants a chance to uh, possibly hook you in the back of the head or just go out fishing with you, <laughs> how, how does uh, somebody get a hold of you? Uh, so I have a Facebook page. And that'll have links to my website, email, or my cell phone number on it. Uh, cell phone number is 605-940-9943. And uh, Facebook is Real Therapy Guide Service. Uh, website's realtherapyguideservice.com. Right on. Um, do you got any sponsors that you want to give a shout out to or anything? Well, I do help out Shields, and they help me out a lot. I also um, have uh, my boat dealer. They treat me awesome. I mean, it seems like no matter what, every other week I'm dropping one of my boats off to get something done, and that would be Helmarine and Aberdeen. And no matter what, they get me taken care of. I uh, I have I do run Yarcraft boats with Mercury Motors, Hummingbird Electronics. And you're running two of them? Ah, uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I, uh, wow. I have my main boat, my Yarcraft, and then I have a puddle jumper, my 17-foot tiller. And then I am pretty sure my third boat is done. I just haven't got to do it. But this is going to be something new for this season. So uh, I picked up a 27-foot tri-tune, and we did a custom floor plan on it for fishing. Awesome. I've, I've been seeing more people talking about going to them tri-tunes. Yeah, I, uh, you know, for family trips, corporate trips, whatever, it seems like, you know, I'm having another guy that I know that guy's a little bit part-time giving me a hand with another boat, and it's... You know, we got six people, so one boat, or both boats will have three, or it's five, where you're split three and two. Well, instead of doing that, I'm going to put everybody in the same boat. Uh, I know a lot of the guides out at the river have been doing that for a few years. 
and uh, yeah, I kind of made a jump here and decided to try that. So I'm pretty excited about that. I haven't got it on the water except for the test drive, uh, but I think they got all my goodies put on it. I ended up putting the new uh, 300 Verado on there with a 15 horse EFI kicker. Uh, 112 Trova with iLink, a couple Helix 9s, Mega. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It's all set up for fishing and dual live wells. And I think there's was there four captain's chairs, a couple fishing chairs, and two small couches in there. So it should be pretty fun. How many people will you be able to bring out in that? You know, I'm not sure. I'm kind of looking at that six, eight people, probably eight. But it's rated for 18. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you want 18 guys whipping around number seven countdowns. And <laughs> I don't think we're going to be casting out of that. But no. uh, we're going to stagger a lot of snap weights and planer boards and trolling rods. Uh, I don't know. We'll try to run a dozen rods and call it the walleye combine. I don't know. There you go. Nice. <laughs> nice. So. Yeah, it's next year should be an interesting year of that. Yeah, for sure. You're you're set up for for any trip that comes your way. So yeah, we're kind of one stop shop snow bear and the tri tune and the fishing boats now. So right on. I can't I can't believe it's grown into this in four years already. But well, when you're a quality guide and you know get have people out there catching big fish all the time and having a good time. It's going to grow fast. Yeah, you're in the right area. Yeah, we're lucky up here. Yeah, well, you take a little luck every once in a while, too. So That's right. Well, Marcus, we really appreciate you uh, uh, stopping in to chat with us. Uh, unless you've got something else, we'll let you get on with your night. You're getting kind of late. so. Oh, I appreciate you guys having me. It was fun. Um, anybody has any questions or needs anything, you know how to get a hold of me. Yep, I'll tag you. I'll tag you in the link on Facebook. So, yeah. Well, like I said, we appreciate it. Uh, talk to you. You going to be at any of the ice shows this year? Um. So I don't know what's going on right now. I've got a couple dates jotted down, but my schedule is. I know I have a couple conflicts already, um, and my problem is, is I try to run until I can't. Yeah. I got a couple of deer tags I want to fill too in between years, so I really don't know what's going on. I'm sure I'll be at Shields at their Ice Expo, but other than that, after that, I'm running pretty hard. So right if on. I do decide to go somewhere, I'll probably post it. But as of right now, I I'm still trying to get through open water trips. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we'll see you at Shields. But yeah, like I said, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time uh, out of your day to chat with us and. Yeah, we'll see you around. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. See ya. And there he goes, Marcus Quam, Real Therapy Guide Service, and, of course, In-Depth Outdoors. It was it was really cool to hear what he had to say about uh, up in northeast South Dakota. and Yeah, and all the different conditions this year. I mean, they've had high water all year, all summer long. It's from the spring all through summer. It's been really high and throughout the fall. And just how much it affects the bite up there and with all the forage base able to move all over the place and those big fish are getting full on them so they're not really putting their nose up at any of the lures you know for for me being down here and 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 from iowa whatever 
That's just something that I don't really think about. You know, we've had Okaboji get high before, right? but not ever to the point where, you know, it, it can really blow out like it can down there. You know, we don't ever have a lake get so high that it overflows uh, uh, or, or runs over a, a road. Right. You know, the, that's a totally different part of the part of the world really you know and, in, and just the way that their lakes are made you know in in spots that used to be cornfields used to be pastures and really and, yeah there's, know, there's the people don't realize that with like you said with northeastern south dakota a lot of those lakes are just old potholes that just flooded out and have just grown and grown and grown i mean there's a lot of them that have if you're driving around on the graph you mark a combine or an old tractor some of them have old farmsteads right in the middle of the lake it's it's pretty crazy and you know, that's why with all the meandering and non-meandering water thing that they had a couple years ago and I mean, it's still going on, I think you don't hear as much about it anymore, but I think they finally kind of got some of the regulations and people kind of know which ones are on limits and off limits and everything now, so. Yep, yep. No, uh, yeah, like we mentioned earlier, we are recording this episode on October 10. Which just so happens to be your birthday. Yeah, yeah, my birthday. 31 years young today. 31. You know, I was thinking about it. Uh, I've, I've been in the workforce. I'm 31 years old. I've been in the workforce for uh, 12 years now. And, and it's like, you know, golly, yeah, man, I got a lot of miles under my belt. And then I kind of think about it. I've got to totally double my age yet in the workforce <laughs> before yeah. I can even tap my brakes at retirement. Right. You know, I'll be 62. And, and you know, even that is, is young for, for somebody that does what I do, you know, unless I just happen to win the lottery or, well, that's or what something. I, was gonna say. I need to start playing it to win it. Yeah. So. You can't win if you don't play. That's, that's right. a fact. I don't know. Just go buy a scratcher every once in a while, I suppose. Yeah. No, we, you <laughs> every know, once in a while we'll play the Powerball when it gets up there. So. We had a guy at work that used to come around and collect $2 from everybody uh, when the Powerball got big. And, and then he would go and buy the tickets. And we always joked that if, if Jeff doesn't come to work in the morning, we know we won. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's out and he's out and I don't know, somewhere out West, uh, waiting to cash in our cash. But we, no. we, we do something like that too. Yeah. 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 But I, and I always say I win either way, whether I play or not. I said, if, if, you know, if they win and I don't play, I never have to see any of them for the rest of my life again, because they're all going to retire and Right. But if I win with them, <laughs> then I'd never have to see him. No, I'm just Yeah, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. No, uh, but speaking of which, a lot, like we mentioned uh, in the intro, um, we we're, there's a lot of places in South Dakota that are really getting a lot of snow right now. Right. And uh, uh, so I, I dug around on the internet this morning just for a little bit of something to talk about. And uh, the earliest snow um, ever in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, September 18, that was back in 1920, 1929, and in Minneapolis, it was September 15, back in 1916. And the heaviest snow that we've ever had real early, like over five inches, 11 and a half inches back October 31, 1991. And Matt, you say you remember that. I would have been oh, yeah. three. Yeah. So uh, I've been I 10. You'd been 10? Yep. I remember having to shovel off the sidewalk to go trick-or-treating didn't stop us no 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 if there's snicker bars around you're going to get them <laughs> dang right little <laughs> little fat matt he'll he'll tell <laughs> <through> anything. <laughs> i look like that gopher on caddyshack 
<laughs> neighbors are like, oh, here comes Matt looking for, we're looking for a recess. Yeah. No, up in Minneapolis, though, October 29, 1905. And, and that was only five and a half inches. And, and maybe they got hit with that same storm on October 31, but obviously it didn't show that because they already had October 29 down. But no, I, uh, you know, we really don't have it that bad. No. You know, no matter how bad we get it, really. But in the forecast, I think for, the next couple of weeks looks like it's supposed to get into the 50s, the 40s, you know, kind of that upper 40s range, some fall weather that we need. Right. Um, we've got a bass tournament this weekend. We do. And it's it's going to be an interesting one as far as the weather goes. Uh, hopefully by the time people listen to this, we'll have some good news to report and everything like that as far as us finishing pretty well in, in those two tournaments. So. Yeah, they're they're predicting what forty five mile an hour gusts on Saturday. Yeah, it's and, supposed and to be like a wind chill of like nineteen twenty degrees, and yeah, forty mile an hour gusts. So when you think of bass fishing, though, that's the type of weather you think about. Oh man, I wish you listeners could have seen Matt's face there. <laughs> no, no, no but that we'll is not bass fishing weather. That's that's I, uh sit sit in the house and eat chili by the fireplace weather but it's gonna be a get the ice fishing suits out and all the ice fishing gear make sure it's all right because we're gonna be wearing it on saturday right. i'm sure matt is actually winning in the lead right now for angler of the year right yeah it's kind of like how the points system goes uh what do we fish seven tournaments that could be and we throw two out so it'll be interesting we just got to go out there and fish and just try to catch fish Right. No, I, 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 you can do it. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I if mean, we can get on, get on the bites that we've had in the last couple of tournaments on Okaboji, it, it should be a good weekend for us. Right. For both of us. I mean, you've both tournament, both of our last tournaments on Okaboji, we've, you finished second in one, I finished first and then vice versa in the other one. So. Right. No, hopefully we can crack them again. And yeah. And hopefully, well, if, if you're listening to this, hopefully, uh, We'll have some Facebook posts over the weekend letting you guys know how we do. And, and then when you're listening to this, you'll be like, yeah, hey, I already knew that. But Yeah, and it's, it's just been fun fishing with that with that club again. And yep. Yeah. No, no. I guess with that, that's, that's about all we got, right? Yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Keep checking out our Facebook posts. Scott's doing a great job of putting a lot of things up there on daily stuff and Never. If you got any questions, uh, hear, you want to hear anything, you got an idea of maybe a guest that you'd like us to try to get an interview with, just you know, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram sometime. You know, we're always pretty quick to respond to all those messages that you guys are sending. Yep, yep. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe yeah, button. Sure. Do all that junk. All right, see ya. <laughs>